If I could change, then we could all change. Adrian, we did it. Six months sober. All right, I get it. That was a little dramatic. I get it. But guys, as of today, I am six months sober. And that's not bad, right? Huh? (laughs) Yeah. Okay, but in all seriousness, uh, let's get going. (laughs) Six months, guys. Uh, I'm pretty happy uh, that I've reached that uh, milestone. It was uh, something that, honestly, six months ago, I never would have in a million years thought possible. I didn't think that I would be having this conversation right now saying that I've had six consecutive months of sobriety, that I, I have reached and attained that level of sobriety. Now, that being said, believe me when I tell you this, I'm not saying that and taking my my foot off the gas pedal and thinking, okay, smooth sailing from here, I've made it half a year. This is a one day at a time thing. It's a moment by moment thing some days. You know, back in November, uh, you know, Remembrance Day was a tough one for me. Uh, and I almost broke. I almost went and had a had a beer, uh, listening to that lying voice in my head saying, "Just have one, take the edge off, you'll be fine." And then there's there's times like last night um, with with having a fear of sleeping because of nightmares and uh, night night terrors. And um, you know, would I would I like a beer or twelve in that moment to just uh, satiate my sadness? Yes, I would. Um, but it's not. When I give myself time to think about it, it becomes less and less worth it. It it doesn't seem like uh, it doesn't seem like a therapeutic benefit to me. I know where it goes. I know where it leads. I know how I become uh, in the world of alcohol, and uh, and I know that what that plays in my life, what role that plays in my life right now, and I don't want it. It doesn't have a helpful place for me. So therefore, I abstain from it and I stay away from it. I am I am beyond fortunate to have a support network of friends and family that uh, support my uh, my endeavor to uh, to remain abstinent from alcohol and um, and I'm working really hard and really diligently in therapy um, to to get by uh, some of the the causative uh, things that that led me uh, down into the bottle as deep as I was in and. Uh, you know, with it being moment by moment, day by day, there are some days that are not easy. There are some days that are really hard. Um, and the one thing that I'm starting to learn is that without alcohol, you are going to feel a lot of things. Uh, and sometimes that's overwhelming because it's not just good things that you feel. It's everything. You feel everything. But feeling is necessary. It's absolutely necessary. It is so unbelievably important to feel everything, even when it's bad. Because it helps teach you that nothing is permanent, that everything is ever changing and it will always pass from moment to moment, hour to hour, uh, day to day. Things will change. And instead of, you know, six months ago, I didn't look six months into the future and say, yeah, I hope I'm sober in six months. I, I never approached it that way. I just kind of honestly, when I was sitting in my therapist chair uh, yesterday on Monday, I was sitting down in, in, in her chair. And uh, we were kind of having just a generalized conversation. And I, I said, uh, yeah, I'm coming up to six months uh, on the 12th. And uh, and I kind of sat back and shook my head. And she goes, 
you mean tomorrow? And I was like, no, on the tour. Shit. Uh, yeah, I guess I do mean tomorrow. I had no idea that it was, it was, it was the next day. I, it wasn't on the, so I wasn't focused on those milestones. And I think that's, that's another important, uh, tool that helps me, uh, is the fact that I'm not focused on milestones because then, then if you don't, if you don't reach that milestone or if you don't make it to that thing, or it doesn't feel, uh, as, as fruitful on the day that you reach something because you've put an expectation on it. You know, you've, you've set this, uh, this thing ahead of you. And then when you reach it, you may not have that, you know, uh, that self gratification because it may, it may just not feel what you expected to feel. And therefore you're setting yourself up for a potential, uh, a potential loss, uh, with relation to, uh, to feeling good and feeling victorious. Um, so I didn't, I, I never put a six month timer or a two month timer or a one month timer. I literally put at the, at the start of things, it was such a crawl that I, I put moment to moment. And, uh, and then I, I was able to string some data using some tools that I learned, uh, with relation to opposite thinking and opposite action, utilizing some of the tools that I've got for my post-traumatic stress, uh, intrusion symptoms and engaging fully in therapy and leaning on the supports that I have around me. And I'm, I said I'm fortunate because I do have supports around me. I do have a lot of people that are so unbelievably kind and so unbelievably supportive to me that uh, that I've you know I at times when the world feels really big, I I get to remind myself that as lonely as I feel, I'm not alone. As lonely as I feel, I'm not alone. As lonely as I feel, I'm not alone. And that's a mantra that I started saying to myself on those deep dark black nights those nights where I can't sleep and the rest of the world is at slumber. You know, those are long nights for me. And they've been a a few consecutive long nights. And that mantra I I said in my head and then I, I, uh, I looked back at some of the photos from my first book signing. And then I looked back at, uh, pictures from my hometown from Salmon Arm. And I thought of my best friend drew. And then I started looking at, uh, the twins, the guys that I hang out with and we go, uh, my buddy Sean calls them the proclaimers because they <laughs> they resemble the proclaimers, I guess. Uh, but I started looking at pictures of us going out for for dinner and and out for lunch. And uh, one half of the twins is actually coming with me up to Barry tomorrow night uh, because I have that theater read for Brainstorm uh, Unconventional Love Stories on Thursday, and he's coming up to support me in that endeavor. So I, as lonely as I can feel, I'm never really truly alone. You know, I have my older brother, my I have two older brothers and two older sisters, uh, one older brother that I'm, I'm really close with. And, and, um, it's, uh, it's, it's a nice, there's time, like your mind, your mind is good at lying to you. And, uh, I'm not perfect. I still listen to a lot of things that, uh, potentially could be considered, uh, you know, distorted core beliefs. Uh, but I'm working on it. I'm open to the fact that maybe I'm not thinking a hundred percent logically about certain issues. Uh, but the one thing that I'm really starting to do, especially as it pertains to, to alcohol and especially as it pertains to certain post-traumatic stress symptoms, is uh, the judgments that I level against myself are significantly less within that corner. I'm not perfect. I still judge myself. I still lament against myself. I still get angry. But one of the biggest things, and I, I think I've said this on a previous episode, was that I, when I was drunk, when I was drinking and I was fully immersed and saturated by the bottle, 
I had forgotten what it's like to be sober. I had forgotten what it was like to feel sober. In fact, I had forgotten what it was like to feel really much of anything. And when I finally was given the gift of sobriety uh, with being in, in Bellwood and being uh, away from the bottle for a, a little uh, small period of time and those days st- the, that cloud started lifting and and f- I'm not, I'm not, I won't lie and I won't sugarcoat it and say it's not that bad. It's fucking horrible. It's painful. You feel a lot of stuff. I had a lot of stuff come back at me all at once and I had a lot of symptoms that I used alcohol to mask that came back all at once. And I don't take medications. I don't do the pharmacological thing, uh, not by some sort of righteous protestation against it. It's just that I have this thing. Uh, this It's like a psychological block against medications. It's not that I demonize meds for everybody. I just hate medications as they relate to me. And there's a big backstory into that that I won't get into now. Um, if ever, I don't know. It might just be something that I keep for myself. I'm pretty open, but there's some things that I, you know, I discuss with me and my therapist and that's, that's, you know, that I feel like that's where that stuff stays sometimes. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I, I did everything dry, so to speak. So when that period happened and I, I felt like it, it is hard, you feel everything all at once and it gets, it gets tough. Uh, but I, I was also given the opportunity to use my my thoughts, my clear thoughts and use the rationale and what I deem to be logic brain. And I was able to navigate through some, you know, pretty treacherous waters at times. Uh, and, and it, and it helped me get to where I am now. I took moment by moment, day by day, hour by hour, things like that. And I, I leaned heavily on my supports. And if, um, if I can, if I can bestow, if I can be so arrogant to bestow any sort of advice onto anybody, it's just be patient. Just be patient with yourself. Uh, that's all I can say. I I received an email today, uh, and I'm going to read a little bit of it. Um, I'm, I won't give out the guy's full name because I don't have permission to do that, and it doesn't really. It's not really relevant anyway. Um, but I'm just going to. I'm. You know what? I'm going to call him Scott. Uh, that's what I'm going to call him for this. Uh, so Scott wrote me an email and it said that he was a paramedic for 18 years in Texas and that he had left the, the job of being a paramedic when he felt like he'd had enough and he stepped away from it, uh, in 2009. He's recently had some really stressful things happen in his life and this sort of kicked off post-traumatic stress for him. So he began self-medicating with a, an abundance of whiskey and he kept using it to, to get to sleep, um, because, Things have been so treacherous for him, and he he's been uh, he had basically been uh, three months of consistent and solid drinking, and uh, he made the decision that he had to stop. and He wrote me an email saying that my podcasts have helped him tremendously. He identifies himself as a medic, and not being in one anymore leaves him with a loss of identity. And I fully fully empathize with that feeling because for since I was eighteen, I've been in uniform whether it was military, medic, or paramedic, I've been in uniform and I know what it's like to have yourself, your skin, your fiber, your your sinew woven into the fabric of that uniform. I get it. I fully comprehend how somebody could feel the way Scott uh, relayed to me how he was feeling because I feel very similar. There's days that I still hate the, the thought of not being a paramedic anymore, but I know logically and reasonably that it's not healthy for me. It, it left a mark on me. 
and it, it, I wasn't in a good place to be able to do the job that needs to be done in the way that it needs to be done. And so for me, healthily, I need to step away. And I know that. And I'm starting to get to that point, starting to get to the point where I can think about handing in my uniform uh, figuratively. You know, I still have the, the dress uniform, the jacket, and the, but I mean, hanging, hanging it up for real. Um, it's, I'm starting to get to that point. And, uh, and, and so when I read Scott's, uh, email, um, not only did it blow me away because it was such a nice email to receive saying that, that my podcast has helped in some, in some way. Um, but that, uh, I was basically reading my story from somebody else. You know, I, I was reading things that I felt things that I could really relate to. I transposed a lot of myself onto that and I was like, yeah, Jesus, I've been there, man. I've been on those month long, two month long, three month long. I was on a bender for almost a year. Uh, you know, when my mom uh, died in uh, November 2017, I dove. I, I, I was drinking before that too. Don't get me wrong. But I mean, at that point, I dove into that bottle and I stayed there. I floundered within it. And, uh, and, and so, and that was, you know, day after day, 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 it was terrible. It wasn't a good place. So I, I really resonate with, with that email. Uh, but the one thing that I, when I responded, uh, the one thing that I wrote, uh, was that messages like yours help me help keep me on the straight and steady. It reminds me that there's still life to be lived outside the uniform and sacrifice for that. I humbly thank you. And Scott, I do humbly thank you because, uh, things like this, all I want to do in my life is help. And the only way that I've ever helped, um, has been in uniform, whether it was in the military, whether it was paramedic, uh, on the ambulance, and so when I no longer get to help, when I'm out of that position, I felt naked and lost and I felt like I was without purpose. And when you feel like you're without purpose, it almost becomes suffocating to try and live in this world. And, uh, and it becomes very dark, very bleak, very black and muted. And the one thing that I'm starting to learn with sobriety, with having clarity of thought and the ability to feel all my emotions, some ephemeral, some longer lasting, but having that ability to navigate through my daily thoughts and my feelings, it's got me to a place where as much as the uniform will always be a part of me, the uniform isn't me because, because the uniform is still there. People are still doing that job that it's, it's its own entity. And I was fortunate and privileged enough to be a part of it. But there's still this whole other being, Matthew. There's still that guy that that is alive. And that's who I'm learning to be. And I'm trying very hard to navigate my way in that world to figure out who I am again, to, to introduce myself to me. And, uh, and I, I wouldn't be able to do that with being in the bottle because I wouldn't be able to feel enough to, to do that. And so that's been one of my biggest motivators in putting the bottle down. But then when I get messages like this, uh, from guys like Scott, uh, and, and some messages on, on other social media platforms that say that, you know, my words help them. I, I was told the other, like, uh, maybe last week that, uh, or maybe, maybe it was longer than that, but I was told that my words kept somebody sober. And, uh, as humbling as that is to hear, I, I, I deeply disagree. I think, no, I, I may, at best, they gave you time to decide that you were going to stay sober. That's what I feel. Uh, because I don't feel like when it comes to sobriety, it is such a, such a subjective choice. 
to remain sober, uh, that nobody else can do it for you. Everything that you do with relation to remaining sober, it's you. Yes, you may have supports. Yes, we may have friends. Yes, we may have things that help us, but it's you because at the end of the day, ultimately it's you, it's me. You know, I'm the one who buys the beer. I'm the one who puts the money on the counter. I'm the one who presses that glass to my lips. No one else. And ultimately, as much as we have supports that help us, nobody can prevent us except for us. And uh, so I, you know, that's why I, I don't think that I stopped somebody at all. But those messages are deeply humbling and nice to hear because it feels like, and I, I, I think I said this once before, that for me now, uh, the blog this podcast, the, my voice, you know, echoing through your speakers or your headphones to me, that's become my ambulance and I'm responding to something and I am, I am whatever somebody needs me to be in that moment or my voice or whatever I'm saying is whatever somebody needs that to be the same as when somebody relays to me something, a podcast that I listen to, or, you know, a friend's, uh, you know, kind words, they become whatever I need it to be for me to help me. And, uh, and so the fact that I, that I have these, these people reaching out and give me, it's, it's, it's incredibly amazing to feel like I'm still worthy of doing something. Uh, but outside of that, you know, outside of the, the just, I'm helping people sit there for I'm worthy outside of all that, I have these great relationships in my life. I've met great people and that in a way has to validate you as a good person, as a great person. You know, I mean, we're all, I mean, humans are fallible. So, you know, give and take, we're not black and white, we're gray. And uh, I know somebody who's listening right now who would love to hear me say that. Yes, I concur. We are gray. Haven't quite given up on the good people, bad people thing, but uh, that's neither here nor there. Um, But uh, the other thing that I wanted to say with relation to, remaining sober and being sober for this period of time. Uh, I've been fortunate that I haven't um, had much in the way of uh, slip ups. Like I've, I haven't slipped once. I haven't had a bottle or a drink or t- sip nothing. Uh, and I count myself fortunate for that. It's been hard. I've, I've worked my bag off for it. But if you do, if that happens, that doesn't mean that you failed. It doesn't make you a failure. And it doesn't mean that you're defeated uh, at all. It just means that you're hurting. It just means that you're in pain. It just means that you need some help. And when you're ready for it, it'll be there. There, There is always help. There is always, always help. Even if we feel completely and utterly alone, we are not alone. And I know that I, uh, it's probably eight months ago, if somebody were to say that, that word to me or that, that phraseology of, of being alone, if somebody were to say that to me, I'd be like, yeah, or maybe you could just go fuck yourself. Because you don't know anything. And if you're listening and you want to tell me to go fuck myself, I get it. I, I get it. I do. I really, really do. You know, I'm never going to say that I know how you're feeling. Because that would completely invalidate how you're feeling. I don't know. I, I don't. And I don't know your life. And I don't know your, your life system. I don't know anything. But brother, sister, I empathize. I, I really do. Um... And today, today for me, subjectively, feels good in lieu of how shitty these past few nights have been. I've had terrible nightmares. I was afraid to go to sleep last night. I didn't go to sleep till it was sunlight out. 
And then when I when finally I was able to close, close my eyes, the construction next door started on the apartment. And uh, so I'm exhausted, uh, tired. You know, I fell asleep right after making myself some dinner on the couch for about 15, 20 minutes. And um, then I was up and I, you know, it it sucks. It It's tough to not get bogged into the depression of, of things because, I mean, lack of sleep always negatively impacts us, always. You know, sleep deprivation is never a good thing. Some people use it as torture. Uh, and in lieu of, of that side of the coin, of the bad, feeling shitty and, you know, having trepidation towards sleep and then feeling kind of low because of, you know, lack of sleep and mood and some of the imagery that I've been seeing when I sleep, uh, that the juxtaposition from that to waking up to a message like like the one from Scott and thinking about today being six months that's an accomplishment. Six months is an accomplishment. It's something that I've worked for. It's something that I've strived for. And it's something that I'm in right now. You know, when I look at today, this moment right here, I've accomplished two huge things. One, actually I've accomplished a bunch of things, but the biggest ones for me today, one, I got out of bed. That's accomplishment number one. Number two, I made my bed. So my bed is made. Number three, I had a shower celebrate the shower, Michael Landsberg would say, celebrate the shower. And I did, I celebrated the shower, uh, before I made myself a tea and, uh, I, I went out, had a bite to eat. I read at a coffee shop for a little bit. I, uh, I met up with a, with a friend. I flirt with uh, one of the pretty baristas and it was a great time. Fantastic time doing that. And then I had this six month thing. So here I am. Six months of, of sobriety. It feels really good. It feels great. And you know what? I'm just going to face tomorrow as it comes, moment by moment, hour by hour, and day by day. I'm not looking six months from now or two months from now, a month from now. Day by day, moment by moment. That's the, that's the way I got here. Left foot, right foot, left foot, right foot, left foot, right foot. And it feels really good. Uh, you know, it, it it's... It's humbling, uh, the fact that I can be here and say something like this and then to receive emails saying that I'm helping people deeply humbling. Um, and then there's, there's a, there's a, a sense of pride to, to be six months today. I wouldn't have been able to do it. I don't think without the assistance of, of my support network and without the gentle coaxing of my, my therapy staff to even begin entertaining the thought of sobriety. To think about Bellwood, I never would have thought of it uh, on my own at all. I just kind of, I, you know, hey, I'll put the bottle down at some point. And then in Bellwood, keep having that gift of, of people that really, everyone that, that was there really wants to be there. And I met some great people there and had uh, a lot of, I, I have got some friendships now that I think are going to last forever. And, and, uh, and that, that too is helpful. Uh, knowing that there's other people that get, that empathize with how I'm, they may not get how I feel, but they empathize with how I feel. And that's what I mean when I say to anybody listening to this, that may be in a, in a different place, I'm never going to tell you, I know how you feel, but I empathize. I get it. I, I get how you could feel a certain way. Um, so that's, you know, that's it for me. Uh, and then, you know, the rest of this week I got, uh, I'm going out to Barrie, Ontario tomorrow. Um, I think, let me see if I could pull up the, 
I always forget to bring up the website before I, uh, there it is. Excellent. So yeah, so there are still tickets available. I think we're about 80% sold out right now. Uh, but if you're interested and you're in the Barrie area, if you want to come to uh, the Five Points Theater in Barrie, uh, feel free to grab tickets at barry.ca slash theaters, barry.ca slash theaters. I believe tickets are about 18 bucks. Um, but yeah, if you're in the area and you got nothing else to do on uh, Valentine's day, come on out. And even if you do have stuff to do, fucking cancel your plans and come on out anyway. It's going to be a good time. Uh, you're going to meet some really incredibly talented people and me, I'm going to be there. So I'm going to, I'm going to loiter around with those, uh, with those incredibly talented folks. And, uh, you know, it's, um, it's going to be a great time. I, I'm actually excited about tomorrow. I get to go up uh, with my buddy, uh, Dan, Danny. Yeah. He, uh, he and I are going to go up, uh, to bury together and then we're going to, uh, crash in a hotel for the night. Um, so I think that'll be fun too. I get to rehearse, uh, my, my story. So I'll let him be sort of the, the initial audience. Um, but I mean, uh, you know, it'll be, I hate hotels. I think I've spoken about that before. I hate hotels because they're unfamiliar to me. Um, but it's nice to have, it's nice to have a wingman. It's nice to have a wingman there to, you know, kind of be like, Hey, Hennigan, you're doing the bacon dance freak out and I'm trying to sleep. Could you shut the fuck up? And I'm like, Oh yeah, shit. Sorry. Uh, he would never say that by the way. Um, but it's, uh, yeah, it's good. Um, it's been a it's been a decent day. It's been a challenging day, but it's been a good day uh, overall. There's been some stuff that's been really good, and uh, and here I am celebrating six months with all you guys. Couldn't be happier about doing that. And the way I'm going to celebrate it is I'm going to reach into my fridge, and I'm going to pull out a cylindrical can, and that can is going to condensate beneath the ambient temperatures of the room, and I'm going to wipe those beads of sweat away from the can. I'm going to place my fingers around the tab and I'm going to pull up slightly, hear that hiss and snap, that little sibilant roar of the cap closing in on itself, releasing the, the, the euphonious sound and the effluvium of the can itself or the contents within the can. And, uh, and I'm going to have a San Pellegrino flavored water and it's going to be fantastic (laughs) it really it really is um yeah so there's that anyway uh also a fluvium you can't use that word every day well i guess uh, technically it's not really all that bad meh whatever anyway guys that's it for me um i am gonna uh i am gonna uh, call it call it a uh, call it a night for now, so that I can go and relax a little bit, uh, watch some TV, uh, take some time, some me time, and uh, and go from there. Um, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for your support, Scott, my friend. Thank you for that email today. That means a lot to me. And thank you for your 18 years of service as a paramedic. That's not an easy career to have for that period of time at all. Uh, it's, uh, it's an incredibly hard career. Uh, and like I said, uh, as I've said on many other podcasts, for those of you that are out there still doing it, I have nothing but respect and adoration for you. Thank you so much for doing what you do. Any uniform, please fire EMS, nursing, all the, the world around. Thank you guys so very much for everything. And guys, 
out there in uh, in the ether of listenership. Thank you for supporting me. Thank you for helping me. Thank you for listening to me on my good days, my bad days, my rambly days. Thank you so very, very much. You are as big a part of this six months as I am. Thank you. Sincerely, 100%. Thank you. Anyway, that's it for me. You guys be well. You guys be safe. And above all else, keep talking to each other. Oh, and uh, Adrian, we did it. It's a terrible stuff.